one thing I've realized is that when we learn lessons, we're not learning them. They're not ingrained in us at the point that the event is happening. We're actually, we learn them by reflecting on our experiences later on. And today I want to, I want to share with you a lesson I learned about a time where my ego literally almost destroyed me and literally almost cost me, you know, my entire business at a time where I was in a serious point of crisis and I couldn't see it because I was blindsided by my ego. And so to kind of give some background here, I'm talking about the days back when I had my strength training gym. So I had a 4,000 square foot training studio and we had been on a high, we had been on a rocket ride of life (laughs) in general. Um, we had, we had come out of our absolute low in 2017, which was a, both a personal and a professional, and obviously their inner, inner links, low point in life. So a lot of negative things happening in our personal life, took our focus off of our business, and now the business is at a low point, right? And so what happened was that low point forced us to look in the mirror, to have some learning, to figure out some solutions, and we came out the other side and been going straight up for two years. And the personal stuff they were going through, a lot of it had to do with um, infertility struggles. And then the professional stuff had to do with the gym sinking to its lowest point of revenue and a, a failed partnership and the, the whole, you know, legal battles and people stealing money and the whole shit. Right. And so we came out of that, we ended up, you know, getting pregnant in 2018, um, f- you know, getting out of our bad partnership and skyrocketing the gym at the later part of 2017. And life was really, really good. And for the first time in my life, I had been in business uh, for myself by for about seven or eight years at this point. And for the first time, the business was really sustainably profitable, like month over after month after month was profitable. Um, we had an exit strategy. So for a long time, I'm like, fuck, I got myself into this business and I don't even know. I don't even know if the end game is. I just knew I wanted to have a gym because that's what I felt like at the time. And I was very impulsive and I just quit my job and I started doing it. And, and I was like, what does this look like in the long run? And as the gym had started doing better, you know, we'd been approached by some business brokers and they were talking, they, they were training us up on how to sell a gym. And there was an, you know, an end in sight if we wanted it to either sell the gym or have a partner buy in and start expanding it. We had staff running the thing for us. And, you know, most importantly, we were having fun doing it. We were having fun doing it. And I think that's pretty cool. And from a personal standpoint, I think this was the first point that I really saw myself as worthy and capable of playing in the big leagues, right? It's the first time I saw myself as something more than just some like, you know, hometown, good hometown kid who started a little local mom and pop shop, but really felt like, man, this is a booming and thriving business. And I had given myself permission to enjoy all my success. And then... <laughs> this little virus came along called COVID, right? And the governor of Illinois shut shut everything down. You know, first it was for, I think, two weeks. And then it was a month. And then it was another month. And then it was like sort of indefinite. I don't know. We'll see what happens, <laughs> which is fucking crazy when you're playing with people's livelihoods. And this is where my ego had blinded me. I... I refused to recognize that I was at a point of crisis. We had money in the bank. Okay. So we had, we had been doing well and we had money in the bank. And I heard of all these other businesses cutting people's salaries, laying people off. I paid my staff full salary. You know, um, if I'm being real, I wanted to pretend that I was better than all the other gyms that were closing their doors. Right. At the first sign of trouble, first sign of financial trouble, crisis, everybody else is like, 
just closing up shop, boarding the windows. And I'm like, fuck that. We're better than that. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And that's literally just my ego talking. Because what does get through this even mean? Not only was I blind to the fact that, you know, I was at a point of crisis, I was living in a fantasy world where I thought, oh man, everything will just go back to the way it was after this thing passes, right? It'll just go back to normal. But the reality is that the world never goes backwards. It only only ever marches forward. There is no going back to the way things were ever, you know, and I, I wasn't able to see this. And even though I'm talking about my business and COVID, I want you to ask yourself, is it possible that you're at a point of crisis right now and you're blind to it or you're pretending that you're not in a crisis moment? See, most people think they would know if they were in a crisis, but the crazy part is this point that I'm talking about, this point of crisis, it's not always super dramatic and it can take many, many forms. And there's this really low key and subtle way that a crisis can show up and kind of sneak up on you. And that's when it shows up as settling or accepting less than for yourself. You know, maybe it's in your body and you're like, man, it's not that bad. This is just the way that people my age look. This is just the way my people my age feel like we're not able to do as much. We hurt more. We're fat. Like that's just what it is. Maybe in your marriage, you're like, oh, things aren't great. You know, we don't, we don't really have sex anymore. Uh, kind of fight more than we laugh, but we're busy and we'll reconnect later. When things settle down, right? And, you know, once once the kids' sports settle down, or once the kids leave the house, then we'll go back to the way things were. Uh, maybe you're looking at your career and you're like, man, there are other things I could be doing with my time, but my money is, but the money I'm making is good right now, right here. So if I'm making good money, I'll just figure out someday I'll do something that's fulfilling for me. And so just in general, if you can look at your life, are you spending days the way you want? And if you're not spending days the way you want, if you're not in the career that, that lights you up, if you are not, if your marriage is not tight right now, if you are not on top of your physical health right now, you are at a point of crisis because you are settling for less than you deserve. And this concept is important because you can't do shit about your problems until you acknowledge them in their entirety. So in my case here, I was seeing a temporary setback. Like it was like an expensive inconvenience. Oh fuck. I'll have to pay a couple months salary, uh, you know, for, for my staff. And you know, that, that'll take a hit in the savings account, but like whatever. And then we'll just go back to being profitable. But what I wasn't acknowledging was that the entire industry had changed like that overnight. It was never going back. I don't know what game I was playing anymore. And my business model is no longer valid. Like the whole thing that I had built the business up on, the model, it, it doesn't work anymore in a post-COVID world. And I was, I was, you know, frankly, just completely fucking blind to that. So, so how did I realize my situation? How did I realize my situation? Well, there, there's three factors, right? One is that I looked inside. So like, dude, as soon as those doors closed for a lot of people, that was the vacation they had been waiting for. For us, we went into high gear. We went into high gear trying to figure shit out, trying to learn how to stream workouts and fucking do all this shit on the fly. We went into full on crisis mode with adrenaline and I just had to hit pause one day. I just had to hit pause and it was on a hard run. I went on a hard run on a spring day. I think it was Memorial Day, but I can't really remember. And I just thought about my life in general and it just, it just, I just realized like, holy shit, there is no going back. You know, I had my inner circle. I had my friends and specifically I had my wife 
to look at the situation with and be like, what are we going to do? Where do we even go from here? You know what I mean? And then I had my counsel, you know, like people I depended on for advice, people who knew what I was doing in business, people who knew what I was up to, and they could help me see my situation clearer than I could see for myself because they were outside of me. And so through my own reflection, through talking to my to my wife and people closest to me and through talking to business consultants who knew my business and knew my situation, we were able to come to realization like, fuck, this is this it's time to move. It's time to do something. Right? So now that I know that I'm in this point where I have to do something, we start by evaluating what do we even have? What, what value can we bring? What do, what have we, what kind of assets do we have? right? We've got a skill. Like we know how to train people. We know how to create dramatic transformations in people's physiques. Um, we have an audience and a base of clientele and people who watch us. That's good. We do have systems in place for online fulfillment. We had already been doing a little bit of online training and we had a small amount of traction with that. So we did have some things to our name. And of course we had a gym, but you know, we couldn't really use it, but it was at, at the very least full of equipment that, you know, ultimately we were going to end up selling. So we did have some, some assets to our name that were going to be helpful for us. So once we took that evaluation, like, okay, here's what we've got, both hard assets and soft or information assets. We can look and be like, okay, what options do I have? What options do I have? And what, what's at the end of each tunnel, right? What, what's, what's, What's on the other side of door one, two, and three, right? And so it's like I could keep the gym and all that comes with it, except that now the end goal of having an extra an extra strategy in a full-out sale or an expansion into a franchise um, or chain is off the table. So I don't – that's not really an asset I have anymore. So keeping the gym – and not knowing what's on the other side of door one, because we just don't know what the field's going to look like anymore. I didn't really love that. Right. We're like, man, I could trade people in our garage, right? Just be lean and mean, you know, no overhead type situation. But I'm like, fuck dude, that sounds like a giant hustle. I have two little babies in this house. I can't have people in and out of this garage all, you know, all day and night. What am I going to do in the winter? What am I going to do in the summer? Right. There's only two good seasons to train in Chicago outdoor anyway. And so the other option, which is really where our heart was being called to anyway, was to go all in online. We wanted to utilize our skills uh, in terms of physique transformation. We want to utilize, take all of our experience, distill it into a course and see what kind of a splash we can make online. So we, that's, that's the decision we made. So we made the choice. We went all in. We went all in. And that's the start of everything. That's the start of the next chapter when that decision is truly made internally. But now you've got to, now you got to tell everybody. So we let go of our staff at the gym. That was not fun. Uh, I communicated with my landlord, the commercial lease of the gym said, Hey man, I will uh, not be opening back up ever. Uh, we got to figure that out. Uh, we announced to our clients like, Hey, um, you know, so for the first couple of months of COVID, COVID, like some people had been like paying memberships and we're, you know, to support us or whatever. We had been doing some streaming workouts for all of our members. We're like, guys, this is done. We don't know when we're going to be able to reopen for starters. 
And when we do reopen, we don't know what it's going to look like. So as of right now, just consider this, this business done. You know, if we reopen later, cause, and I, you know, I didn't really have this in my mind, but if we reopen later, it's, it's going to be a completely different model. So there's no point in even holding on to you guys. Right. But we are doing this online thing in the meantime, and we're going to invite you to come with us on Endeavor. That was our communications. And once the words are out, you know, now, now you can start moving forward and taking action. So we communicated to all of our members like, Hey, guess what? The gym is closing. So there's one day. There's one day that I canceled all of our recurring memberships, which was, I don't know, 15,000 bucks a month or something like that, that just came in automatically, canceled them all, shut them all off. We had a bunch of money in the bank from prepaid memberships where we were no longer going to be able to to fulfill on because the gym's closed. I refunded about $20,000 in one day. And then with the rest of the money I had... I settled out of our commercial lease. We had been in the space for four years. The first three were on a three-year lease. And we had just signed a five-year lease. And we were less than a year into it. And I was on the hook for a lot of money on that commercial lease. And our land, my landlord was an awesome dude. We worked on it. We negotiated. Um, we settled. And ultimately, I got out of the space. And... Um, he said, Hey, yeah, I mean, here's the deal, blah, 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 get out by this time and give me this amount of money. It'll be all good. And we did that. And I said, all right, I guess that means now I have to have a fire sale and had to post it publicly that the gym was closing. Fucking, that was a shameful moment to be honest with you. Um, sell all of our shit, <laughs> you know, sell all of our shit in a fire sale and just be in the gym for two days. Well, people came in looked at stuff and gave me cash for it. And, um, you know, it, man, it, it, it's a weird combination because I was very excited for the next chapter of our house or of our life. I was very excited for the next chapter of our life, but also to watch something I had built for so long and had had success with end in such a weird fashion and watch people just kind of rummaging through our kettlebells and dumbbells and barbell plates and just kind of grabbing stuff and giving me cash. It just, it just felt weird, but we did. And <clears throat> I got onto some new counsel, right? I hired people who were going to give me the skills to level up in my next area of life. A guy who was doing online business at a level that I wanted to be at and another mentor who was going to help me with the, with the mindset and the business performance mindset to get there. And I hired them with the last of the money I had because I believed in myself so much. And the decision had been made that we would succeed in the online business. So I took aggressive action that was in alignment with that decision. I didn't hesitate. And I think a lot of people, if you're hesitating on a decision, if you're, I should say, yeah, if you're hesitating on action, it's because the decision hasn't really been made yet. The decision hasn't really been made internally. And the last piece of the puzzle was we, we contacted a real estate agent, a relocation real estate agent. Um, because during our, I forgot to say this when we were making our choices, but we also decided if we're going all in online, we need a fresh start. We're going to leave the state. So I contacted a real estate agent uh, who specialized in relocation, told him we were looking to get down to Texas, central Texas specifically. We started the search a couple months later, we bought a house it was like that. It's pretty quick. Once it all was lined up. And the reason I share this story, because once that happened, like going from 
nothing and everything crumbling in 2020 to living in a brand new state in 2021. Um, and then having a banner year in business in 2022, it's it, dude, it seems like this fucking rocket ride and I can pinpoint it all. I can pinpoint it all to one day sitting in the backyard with Angie, drinking some drinks and listening to some music while the kids napped inside and I can remember the decision being made. And everything else happened so fast and so easily and so automatically that it, it, it really almost didn't even feel hard. But the decision couldn't be made until I recognized that I was in a point, I was in, I was in a point of crisis and I needed to make a move. And so I need to say this. I need to say this. We executed everything. The exit of that gym, the exit of the state, a brand new house, a brand new business, so fast. And that's two-man horn, but speed of execution is what separates the men from the boys. That's what makes you a high performer. Everybody and their mothers got great plans. The people who go out and execute them aggressively and quickly, those are the ones who fucking win. But without awareness... You can't execute. If you don't know you have a problem or you won't admit that you have a problem, if you won't admit that you're living below your standards, if you won't admit that you're not getting what you want out of life, there's nothing for you to execute on. There's no reason to change. And so my encouragement to you is to, is to do everything you can to constantly look at two things. Where do I want to go and where am I currently at? Where do I want to go and where am I currently at? Because when you know what you want and you understand where you're, where you're at in relationship to where you want, you're going to be able to identify quickly when you're, when you're at a point of crisis and you need to move. Everything you need to do to close the gap when you know what you want and you know where you're at in relationship to, you, to what you want, everything you need to do to close the gap becomes natural. It's almost unconscious. To just like, boom, take inventory, assess your options, make a choice and go. It's, it happens so quick. If you're aware of those two things, where do I want to be? Where am I at now? And if you are on the wrong path, if you know where you want to be and you can recognize that where I'm at right now, I'm on the wrong path and I need to change paths. I need to, I need to do something different. If you can do that, you'll be able to get where you want to go at a ridiculous speed that's going to feel almost automatic. But if you can never admit to yourself where you're at in relationship to what you want, because either you're fucking lying to yourself and you feel ashamed about it, or because you're too ashamed to admit to yourself what you actually want, you're going to stay stuck and you're going to stay stuck in tug of war mode forever, constantly fighting yourself, constantly getting in your own way, constantly sabotaging yourself. So know what you want, know where you're at in relationship to it and go after it. That's what I got for you guys today. <laughs> if uh, if you like this, dude, hit the share button. Hit a little share button on there. Text it over to your little podcast buddies where you all share podcasts together. Um, that's the best way I have of, uh, of getting people to find out about the podcast. And then, you know, do me a solid. Post it up on your stories on Instagram. Tag me in at paul.lingzo. I love interacting with all you guys on there. And uh, we will talk to you next week. 